0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Oh, got oh. it! Got it! Got it! 33! Center field, Marsh leaps, and he got it! Is it normally? High fly ball! Deep left field, oh, 27, does it again. For this year. Walsh oh. well, sends it
1: well out to left center field. And it's gone. He went to Jared. Way diving catch,
0: This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels Baseball. You listen to All Angels and Podcasts.
1: And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Garcia. So you know from time to time we like to reach out and talk to some of the minor leaguers around this organization. And that's what we're doing in this episode when we talk to David McKinnon. He is the Salt Lake Beach's first baseman. And he has such a great May that that led to him being the Pacific Coast League's Player of the Month. David has had a very interesting uh Story as far as his minor league career from suffering a major knee injury to using that time to retool his swing. And now he has definitely found what is working for him and he's having an absolute great year for Triple A Salt Lake. So we talk about that. We talk about the difference between him as a minor leaguer when he was younger to now. We talk about obviously fatherhood. He's a new father. And because I am a big golfer and you should know that by now whenever i find out that the player we talk to is a golfer i like to get his opinion on certain things and just talk a little bit about that and we talk about how the salt lake bees are having a lot of fun doing just that going out there and playing golf with each other so here is the interview with david mckinnon i want to welcome our next guest new guest to the all angels podcast he is the first baseman for the salt lake bees david mckinnon how are you doing
0: Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, It's nice to be on.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we're able to get on and and make this work. And first off, I want to congratulate you because you are the PCL Player of the Month of May. Uh, Congratulations.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, I was kind of just on a a bit of a heater uh, from from May, uh, making a couple. I think I was just making, honestly, some adjustments to the new league in April and combination of it just being a little chillier a ball not flying and me kind of making adjustments to triple a pitching and how they're going to pitch you and try to get you out and i think once those adjustments were made it it and i kind of was able to form an approach on what i was trying to do at the plate it, it kind of started to click a little bit and just started to hit balls a little harder and so yeah it was, it was a good month of may for sure
1: yeah you, you mentioned you got to a little bit of a slow start but you obviously you're kind of coming into your own right now Talk about that jump from, you know, double-A, you know, when you were with the Rocky City Trash Pandas, where you still had a really good year there, to triple-A.
0: How how big of a gap is that? Um, So, I mean, I think, personally, the biggest gap, um, like, talent-wise, would probably be from high-A to double-A. So I think that last year was probably the biggest jump. Um, I went through a, a big swing change after the i blew my knee out in 2019 so i didn't really play at all in 19 and then 2020 was covid so i had like two years off uh baseball and i pretty much got to like reinvent my swing so when i did make that jump from high a to double a in 2021 um i was more than ready um because my my swing was where it needed to be it was like mechanically the best it had ever been and I was really able to like focus on what I was trying to do with plate and my approach and just being a little bit more adjustable and being able to adjust to off-speed pitches better. So I think that could have been a lot harder if I hadn't changed my swing. Um, but I think the biggest thing from the jump from double A to triple A is just they throw more strikes. The zone's a little bit smaller. Um, just umpires are better, you know, as you go up to every level, umpires get better. Now we have the robot umpires and that's kind of weird, but um, (laughs) yeah, no, I think honestly the biggest difference is just, they throw more off-speed pitches for strikes here. So as long as you can like stay off the good off-speed pitches that they want you to swing at and just swing at the ones that they kind of leave over the middle, you'll, you'll be good. But if you chase their, their executed pitches, it, it, it can get harder. So I think it's probably getting a little closer to the big leagues. I think the big leagues has a lot more velocity though. Um, where I think the bullpens and the, the bullpens in triple, A have the velo, and the starters are usually kind of the guys that are, uh, I don't know, 90 to 94, not, not like throwing flames typically, you know? Right.
1: So you talked about your, your knee injury in 2019. I was actually at the game when that happened, you running mm-hmm. to first base, um, Talk about that, how it was a torn ACL, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, you hear an injury like that, the first thing you think of was like a football injury or something like that. Yeah. How, how how was that recovery for you? And what was, you're in the minor league, you're in the, you know, single A. So it's kind of like the beginning of your career. What was it kind of like your mindset when all this stuff was happening?
0: Well, first, like, so I think, and, my I wasn't in a good headspace anyway when I started that season because I had already had a good season last year in in at high A in Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. um, And then – so I assumed like they're probably – and I went to that fall league that, that fall. So I was assuming they'll just send me to double A. Um, right. But they didn't get sent to double A. So I was back in the high A again. I felt like I was – I felt like it was kind of – I don't know. Like, I did a lot, like, and I didn't get to, I didn't get, I, I did a, a good job the, the prior year and didn't get a promotion, you know? So it's an, it's right. just like any job, like, feel like you deserve promotion and you don't get one, they hire some other person that you, that was on a different organization. It kind of stinks and you, yeah, you, you, uh, it just, it just, it's just a sucky situation at the time, you know? So, I mean, it took me probably a week to get over that, um, and after that, I kind of I was just grinding. Um, I was hitting some balls hard at the beginning. Like I only played like two and a half weeks, right? But I hit some balls hard, and then it just kind of I just couldn't buy a hit for a little while, and the swing just kept getting. I don't know. It got worse and worse. But it was only two and a half weeks of baseball, so I don't know how bad it could really be. <laughs>
1: it's such a short um, sample, yeah.
0: Yeah, such a short sample. And then all of a sudden, I remember um, I'm on the way because we we're living with our host family in Corona or. Eastvale, kind of mm-hmm. like a half hour away from the field. And I remember just driving over there and just like praying. And I was like, I just can't do this slump anymore. Like this is just too much. Like I gotta get out of this. And I blow my knee out that night. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even we didn't yeah, extract <laughs> but, but yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It's just a bad throw up the line. I'm running to first. The first baseman comes off the base. I kinda try to like cut late around them and my knee just explodes and it was like ACL, MCL, meniscus. Um, so it was a lot, it was, it was, it was a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, after that went started the rehab, I got a got surgery like a month later, started the rehab. Um, and we, I'm trying to think probably three months after surgery, they had me, uh, they had me well, I, I had me, I guess I was begging to start swinging again. Cause I had done like three months worth of research, not research, but like I studied swings and like all I, I looked at Mike trout swing and Vlad Guerrero junior swing. Cause in my opinion, those are like the coolest swings and the best swings. <laughs> right. And like the swings that you really can't teach. They just do things like, like they're freaks. They do things that like normal people can't do. And I just wanted to see like what they do that I don't do. Um, so, I mean, the only thing I saw is like they both consistently, when they land, that front foot lands, they're in just a really powerful position with their hands like right around their shoulder height and both feet are in the ground. And like when that front foot lands, like that hip is just that front foot, that front hips closed. So I was like, I just need to get to that position as consistently as possible. Like, am I going to do it as much as Mike Trout and Vlad Jr.? No, but like, probably not. But like the goal is to do it as much as that right. because then you'll have the, ability to hit the ball a little bit better. Am I going to hit the ball as hard as them? No, because they're freaks. Like, we get that. But if I can hit a ball 106 <laughs> to 108, um, it's still a homer. You know, I might not it. go 500 feet, but it 400, Yeah, 405 400, and four, yeah. 405 is cool, too. Like, yeah, it covers. It doesn't yeah. matter. It still counts as one. But uh, so that's kind of what that whole – it was a blessing in disguise, the injury, like a big blessing in disguise. So, um. I wouldn't change anything for it. I think it honestly saved my career because it gave me that time off where I actually got to like go and change what I, what I needed to change. It gave me like two years pretty much to make the adjustments that I needed that I would have never had two years to make an adjustment. You know, you don't get COVID and uh, injury. So,
1: right. Yeah. And and it's really, like I said, it's really shown too with your numbers you've had at, um, double a rocket city last year. And then obviously this year at triple a salt Lake, um, you know what, obviously that had to do a lot of the mental part of it too. Is that kind of like your thing? Like you got to get right mentally before you can even really worry about uh, performing physically, you know, study the film, try to tweak things here and there when possible.
0: Yeah. I think for me too, it's like mentally back then when I was coming up and like high A, low A, like, like if I didn't feel good in that bat, like the first at bat or second at bat, I'm like, oh man, this could be rough. But like now it's like I've – put all the work in like now at bat to at bat. I'm like, like pretty, I haven't had like a day where I've gone back. Like I could, I can go 0 for four or 0 for five one day, but I'm like, I, I saw the ball pretty good. And like, I put good swings on the ball. I just, sometimes they don't like, sometimes pitchers just get you out, you know? Right. Like they have the, they, no, it's not an easy job, but they definitely have the easier of the job. Cause if we hit 300, we're good. Like, right. <laughs> if they let us hit 300, they're bad, you know? So, <laughs> For them, I think for, for us, it's like some, their, their job, they're supposed to get us out. So you're just supposed to hit the mistakes they throw you. And once you start thinking of it like that, like I'm just going to go up there and have – I'm just going to grind out at bats, try to feel good and comfortable at the plate, see the ball well. Like becomes a little bit easier to hit than if you're just chasing hits or just chasing right. like average or any of that stuff. Like, if you're just looking for a good pitch to hit and trying to hit it hard, like – I mean, I can hit a ball hard right at someone. I'm still out. But, I mean, I did my job. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone did their job on that play. He got me out, third baseman or the left fielder caught the ball. Like, that's just baseball, so.
1: One of the things you brought up a little bit earlier was the automated umpire, and there's a lot of talk about that coming to the major leagues and how that's going to affect that kind of product. As a hitter that obviously has been in the minor leagues for a little bit before – this system and then obviously your whole baseball career, college, high school, never had it. How is it? How's it ad- adjusting to that? How's it different? How's it good? How's it bad? If, is there any good, is there any bad to it?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I certainly think for hitters, it's better for them right now. Um, I, I, there's a lot of pitches that aren't being called strikes that are uh, our, at our level that, were called strikes prior. Cause in April, all the way to like May 17th, we were using just like people like mm-hmm, human umpires. Yeah. It was regular baseball. And then they switched it over. And all of a sudden like that outside corner got a little bit smaller. So, and right now to explain like our the robot umpire, like the zone is they give an extra inch on each side of the plate. Okay. So like they're making a 19 inch plate already. And they made like pretty much this zone has made the outside corner smaller. So I don't know how big the outside corner actually was when the humans were <laughs> when the regular. It, changed. it seems like it changed every day. So, yeah, you never really know. Yes, yeah, so you don't know. Um, For me, for a guy like me who has like a pretty good eye at the plate and like wants to control the strike zone. I think I, I like it. I don't I, I want it to be a consistent strike zone every single day, you know. I do think nineteen inches across the zone, like there's a reason the plate is seventeen inches wide, you know. <laughs> so and it's like it's not like it has to cross like only like a little seam of the baseball has to touch the nineteen right. inches and it's called a strike. It's not like the whole baseball's got to cross. So that that ends up being close to like the baseball's two inches wide, that ends up being almost two inches extra on each side. So that's a lot to protect. I think it just needs to go to seventeen inches personally, because the pitchers, I mean they're so good now there's they don't Take need advantage. they don't need help yeah they're <laughs> gonna find a way to get the ball that barely touch the corners you know
1: yeah and my whole thing too with it and i've talked to like friends and stuff like that about i'm like if as a batter if you know you know if if it's half a ball off the plate it's going to be a strike every time at least you
0: know it it's not going to change you know yeah day to day or whatever no it's yeah that's a bit. big thing too and like you don't want you see that otani's Oh, like, Otani has some of the worst calls in the league, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's unbelievable how an MVP gets some of the calls that he gets. So, I mean, I I know that the big league umpires are unbelievable, typically. Like, they are. Right. They're almost like robots. But, I mean, just depends, like, do you want the room for error or the human error or do you want the, like, if you have the ability to do. I, I'm not voting yes or no because I know how good the big league umpires are, but I just know that. As hitters, we've, we've thought that the the zones like pretty consistent. And it's a little bit easier to I mean, we still get somewhere where we're like, really, that's a strike? <laughs> but it's usually the inside corner. Just cause that extra inch on the inside corner, right. like it's kind of hard to hit the extra inch. But um I mean, other than that, I think it's we've we've enjoyed it.
1: That's good. That's good because I, I, I really, as a fan, I think that'd be something cool to see once it is up in the major leagues. You get more of a consistency, and
0: you know, as fan are always like, well, well they don't also get that you call. can't, you can't complain, right? You, you like, know. I can't turn around and cuss the umpire out because like, that wasn't my call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not his call. But <laughs> how, yeah, so how does it's like it work? Weird. Does
1: he get? Does he have like a, something in his ear? It's a has, headphone, yeah. Okay. It
0: just says like I don't know what it says, but he'll it just, just says he'll ball yeah, yeah, and then it says like pretty much immediately, and then he says ball or strike, but. Yeah, it's interesting for sure.
1: So, besides your player of the month this month and this season, you had something else uh, change your life at the beginning of this baseball season in March, and that is your baby boy. Yes. How has having a child now with everything going on, baseball, you know, your career and everything, how's that? How's that changed for you?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy. This this spring training was wild because like my wife was pregnant, like eight and a half months pregnant when spring training started so i was kind of just like had my phone out at the field every day like hoping that like i didn't get the call until the day that like she was going to go in and have the like have an induction so we had it like planned ish you know but uh you can't plan everything yeah (laughs) so uh, i remember i flew out like i think it was like march 15th and then the baby came the 16th and it was just, yeah, we stayed, I stayed home for about a week, um, and helped out and yeah, it was just crazy, you know? Um, so then I had to go back to spring training and they came out for a first long home stand and they're out here now for this home stand. So it's awesome. Um, obviously when they're here, uh, there's a little less sleep just cause <laughs> the newborn, but, baby um, duty. Yep. yes, baby duty. But, um, yeah, no, it's all. It's been awesome. Um, the guys are all joking. They're like, "Oh man, you got dad strength. Like, where's yeah. this coming from?" <laughs> I was like, I "Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be a thing. I, yeah. I don't know." But um, yeah, it's funny. But I think it just puts a different perspective on baseball. You know, it's you're not. I mean, I already had. I kind of had the perspective of like, like baseball. Like, baseball's is what you do. It's not who you are at that point. Like after the injury, but it just further like adds to that kind of, um mentality that like like yesterday i went over over three uh i mean i had good at bats but just didn't get hits and right. you just go back and you play with the baby and hang out you know it's like you're just you a regular about person yeah. yeah you don't i mean obviously you care about like playing well but I, I mean i pretty much after i i don't even after the at-bat ends i just stopped like Every bat, I go up there. Yeah. You move on. It's a lot easier to move on. Cause you got other things, you know? So I think a lot of like fans are always thinking like, like, Oh man, they got to play better. Like they got to do better. It's like, we want to play really well. Like we want to play as well as we can. You know, we're there, we're working hard every single day in the morning, like not in the morning, but in the afternoon, we get there early, like get our swings in. Everyone wants to play good. But like we're also regular people where when we leave the office or for us, like the clubhouse, like we're not thinking about baseball anymore. Like I'm, you're not going to catch me watching a baseball game at home, you know, I'm trying to get away from it. So I think he's just another easy way to get away from baseball, and it's right. awesome.
1: Yeah, no one's no one's out there trying to go 0 for 3, 0 for four, or no. you know,
0: five strikeouts or whatever.
1: You know no, one, no yeah. one's trying to do no that. One, no <laughs> one wants to do that, trust <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> no, but there, there might be something with that uh a dad dad power because I remember that was a thing when Trout had his kid uh, uh, I believe last season and he came in and I think that first week hit like two or three home runs. We're like, oh yeah. it's a dad power, it's a dad thing. So hopefully that that happens to you and you're already well on your way to that. So another thing that we've talked to talked about offline Through DMs and stuff like that is is golfing. I'm a big golfer. You're a big golfer. Tell me when did you start doing that? When did you start golfing?
0: Well, so I mean, we were 2000. It was 2020. uh, COVID. My buddies, uh, my buddies was uh, in dentist dental school. He had like three of his. There was him and two other buddies that were like they wanted to go to like the nine hole course down the street. We have a nice nine hole course in our town. They're like, Dave, you want to golf? And I was like. I mean, like, not, not really. I'm not going to hit it straight. I'll go, though. Um, and, they're like, yeah, yeah, come. So, the first, like, three holes, I sliced the ball real bad. And then I aimed, like, way left and, like, just, like, hit a grounder to the left. And I, I kind of became addicted because I couldn't hit the ball straight. I think I hit one, like, five iron, like, straight as an arrow. But I didn't know how far a five iron went. So, it went, like, way past the green. And I was – I was just addicted since then. So there's been 2020, um, started going to the the driving range after that to try to figure it out. And like, by no means I have a pretty golf swing, but the ball goes pretty straight and I'm, I'm pretty good now. Uh, there you go. I mean, I'm not good, good, but like I'll be between in the off season, I'll be between like a 76 and like an 84. So I'll take that.
1: I'll take yeah. That. A- and right <laughs> now we'll,
0: we'll, golf on the off days and i I'm usually sitting around an 85 right now. So I'll take that. I'm playing well, but, um, Yeah, no, it's been – since COVID, like, I needed something to do. and uh,
1: That's so many people I know.
0: Yeah, a lot of us – like, a lot of the guys didn't do – didn't get, obviously, invited to the – Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach camp. Yeah, Long Beach camp. It was just the prospects pretty much in the 40, man, the younger prospects. And um, so I just killed time with golf, and it was awesome. I I, I hit twice a week off my buddy with the Marlins, and then I would just golf –
1: that's and it's funny too because i just took my wife out for the first time she's starting right now and we were on the course and she looks at me and she's like man you for as much as you play you think you would be better i'm like "Yep, <laughs> that's exactly how i feel too
0: <laughs> but, it's sad though because you can play a real good one day and then you're just like awful the next time you play it's just so inconsistent
1: oh yeah and then you, too, you said about like being like addicted to it and getting kind of drawn into it is that like you're competitive because obviously you have to be a crazy competitive person to be in, you know, gone this far in your career, it, did that obviously have to play a part in it too. Just being competitive and wanting to go out there and just be better. Cause that's in you.
0: Yeah. I think it's, and it's like, you're not competing against other people really. I mean, you are, if you like do like, if you play like a little gambling games or something, right. but like you're competing against yourself, you know, like it's always like you're trying to, you're trying to improve your, your best score. Or you're trying to just bring your handicap down and, so there's not really many sports where you can, and there's also no sport, there's not really any sports where you can play against people any age, you know? So it's right. like, you can play against like a 10 year old and you can go play like with a, like a 75 year old, you know? So like you meet a lot of cool people on the golf course. And I mean, I, I've met some friends now on the golf course that like we stay in touch and it's just cause like you you just golf with them. So right. it's, it's a, it's a fun time. And, I really enjoy just being out there, um, especially in the morning. Like, I don't like waking up too early, but in the off season. I'll wake up early to go golf yeah. in the morning. It's just, it's just, a, it's just, it's just probably my favorite. It's by far my favorite hobby now. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like, I'm an early person as far as going golfing too. Cause out here in California, if you wait too long, especially during the summer, it's, it gets, it gets, I get yeah. temperature wise, but out of your teammates on the bees right now, who is probably like your number one golf, golf buddy.
0: Um, so, I mean, we have, we organize, honestly, like we'll organize a decent amount of, uh, like we, we do like pretty much a tournament a week. Um, uh, nice. we'll have like 12 guys out there. Usually I'll do like a little, I'll do, I'll type up a little, a golf preview kind of like,
1: <laughs> That's
0: awesome. uh, yeah, I'll throw something together and kind of, uh, making fun of everyone. Um, in their golf game and any, <laughs> any crazy things that happened in the baseball games prior. And so we did, we did a little uh, like Ryder cup type thing like this past week. And uh, oh that's cool. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, who was, who won? It was Wallach Keane. Um, Dylan Thomas and Jack Mayfield beat me Stefanic. Um, Maddie Thice and Wance. So we had a good little time, but I'd say like the people I've golfed with the most would be, I love golf. Um, well, Stefanik because I golfed with him last year too. You know, um, I love golf with Maddie. He's pretty funny. Um, DT is funny. Dylan Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's enjoyable to golf with. Uh, who else? Oh, that our hitting coach. He's, he's good. And, uh, I've golfed with Wands a decent amount too, so those are the guys I've golfed with the most. I just golfed with Jack for the first time, Mayfield, and he's Mm -hmm. he's he's a good time. Uh, So I would like to golf with him again.
1: Yeah, I actually talked to uh, once probably before the season started and asked him the same question about that, and he brought up Stefanik being a
0: really good uh, player. Stefanik's fun to fun to golf with. He just he like for a small dude, he hits the. Piss out of the ball, like he hits the ball far,
1: (laughs) and that's and that's so funny too because I'll play against, like you said, you you know you'll mix and match with people, especially if you're not a foursome, and there's people that are probably like half my size. Like I'm not a small dude, but I don't think I'm a huge dude either. But he's like half my size, and I'm like, wow, he outdrove me by you know. 10 yards. I'm
0: like, how does he, how do they yeah. do that? Yeah. Like Stefanik has like a club head speed of like around 200, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Or not, not club head. His ball speed's ball around speed, 200. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Like he's got PGA ball speed. That's crazy. Um, so yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, and then Maddie, like I, I'm one of the, like I, I do more like the John Rahm backswing where I don't go all the way back because <laughs> when I go all the way back, I can't hit it straight. And Maddie, the is like, he's like, Dave, you literally hit a baseball farther than you hit a <laughs> golf ball. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad, but like, yeah, you got to pour it. I got to hit the golf ball farther because <laughs> they all hit it. Like, like they just take big hacks. They'll hit it like 3:30, like when they hit oh. it good. And I'll just be like 40 yards behind them at like 280 If you
1: know, I get it good.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Look, that's how like it is with my dad too.
1: My dad doesn't drive it nearly as far as me and my brother, but he's consistently in the, in the fairway. And I'm just like, and he competes that way and i'm like man because my brother's off this way i'm off the other way he's just yeah that's 40, my yard, game. 40 yards back but he's dead in the fairway that's my I'm game like, i'm 40 yards
0: back and i'm hitting like three irons higher than them but <laughs> i i mean we all score similar so <laughs> that's
1: that's crazy who who is the guy that just show up in your opinion who's this guy that just would show up just right at tea time not even warm up just put on his put on his shoes and and go
0: if it was up to him and no one forced him to be there key, keen keen wong <laughs> he goes what time's tea time every time what time's tea time we're like it's like 7:45 i D I'd be there at 7:44 He's <laughs> <It's> all right <laughs> but we we forced him out on the range last time but uh <laughs> yeah no, that would be keen
1: how are you serious serious guy on the on the on the course are you a guy that will crack a couple open you know around the oh uh,
0: it depends on the uh the time the round is you know and it, yeah i it just like if it's an afternoon round and like we're just hanging out yeah i'll crack a couple open but morning round no it's too early you know <laughs> but uh yeah no for sure like if it's later in the day yeah for sure just to i mean i don't like i don't like drinking heavily on the golf course cuz i then mm-hmm. you can't play good you know <laughs> right There's i want to be able mind. to play good still yeah so i mean two or three beers it sounds good to me yeah, I don't know if you watched the match that has happened with. We watched it um, until we had to go play. Right, and then I think,
1: <laughs> yeah, and that reminded me of a uh, was Mahomes cracking them open after like the third hole or something, or <laughs> something like that mm-hmm. when uh when he was playing, and I was like, oh, there you go, he's <laughs> he needs to get that little extra.
0: Yeah. Extra little. Juice there's like say. that. There's that. Uh, are teetering, you know, if you drink yeah. one too many, all of a sudden you can't hit the the ball yeah. straight. But if you're, if you're at that like good that good like two to three it's like oh wow i'm locked in
1: so with you and golf uh, what is your standard stocked seven iron i always like to kind of judge the distance off of that like, yeah what's your so I'm
0: probably 175 or so okay that's stock yeah, which is kind of like it's pretty average honestly um
1: I'm trying to think what a mine is. Yeah,
0: I think mine's probably a little bit less than that, but close to it. Yeah, and then like some of the guys I play with, like Stefanik, had a seven iron like 205. Yeah, I'm like, like dude, people me. on tour don't hit <laughs> seven, seven irons 205. But I'm <laughs> like, Rory, like, Rory hits a seven iron 205. So
1: it's like, wow. yeah,
0: it's kind of crazy, you know. But um, yeah, seven. I'd say 175, and then 190. Yeah, yeah, probably about that. So
1: yeah it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun out there definitely oh yeah we're we definitely je- jealous of that
0: we definitely enjoy it. This, is a, this is a fun fun team that uh the angels put together i think everyone really enjoys being around each other and i mean it helps too like you get away from the field you golf with each other like, yeah decompress yeah and just i mean everyone enjoys hanging out in the road too like we had uh we got to go out to dinner as a team um Sunday night, I believe it was, in Sacramento when we had to fly back the next day. So that was enjoyable, too. So,
1: All right, David, I want to thank you again uh, for jumping on. It was fun talking. Again, uh, congratulations again on Player of the Month, but obviously bigger congratulations on your your baby boy and everything that you have been doing uh, for the Bees this season. It's great to see uh, you putting up some crazy numbers
0: up there. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Let me talk about our next sponsor, ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Free to download and free to use. Talk to fans, athletes, and interact in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile and link your Twitter. That's all. Come with your spectacular takes. And I want to thank David once again for jumping on the podcast, had a lot of fun talking to him. We've talked on uh, direct messages on Instagram for quite a bit now going back and forth just about baseball and talking about obviously golf, his golf game, my golf game, and how we uh, compare, even though I don't compare, uh, I, I tell him all the time I would make him and the other guys look really good if we ever got out there. So definitely something to do on my bucket list. If that ever happens, uh, get out there and play around a golf with some of these guys that I've I've gone to no play golf uh, consistently or more regularly. So great story, I'm I rooting for him. And if he if he has the opportunity to get a chance at the major league level, I'm sure he is the type of guy that would take full advantage of it. And especially too at that first base position, you're always talking about coming into the year about platooning Jared Walsh and how would that would look like and who would be the right-hander to him being a left-hander. And quite honestly, David McKinnon would be a great platoon guy for uh, the angels if that ever comes up but hopefully we see him in the major league sometime soon he has definitely worked his ass off to get to where he's at coming back from the injury coming back and just totally retooling his swing to what works now so that's a great story and i want to thank him again for taking time out and talking with me uh, about his minor league career and where he's at right now and obviously his golf game so that's going to wrap it up for this special edition of the all angels podcast I'm Dave McKinnon i'm your host